Hey, uh, so this morning, uh, like I said, there's 14 of us that, that went on this trip. Uh, 11 of our students, uh, let's see, uh, we have Aiden Seiler, we have Abram, we have Aiden Feld, we have uh, Noah, we have Cole, we have Cole's mama, Miss Wanda, uh, we have Addison, we have Mia, we have Caroline, we have Hannah, we have Braxton, and Mr. Paul Gibbs, um, and, and myself, but we went to D.C., uh, we left July. 10th and we stayed there through the 15th and uh, we partnered up with the organization called CSM. CSM stands for City Service Mission um, and, and we went up there and we served and we did some work. You guys saw it through the video. Um, 400 pounds of potatoes. Did you catch that? Um, anyway, all, all I was thinking is man that's a lot of french fries. Um, anyway but uh I'm going to call our students up this morning. Some of them wanted to share uh, here live with you about their experiences, their testimonies. Um, we got a couple of videos of them sharing testimonies. Uh, I know Amelia Wimmer, she also went with us, um, but her family is on a cruise this weekend. Must be nice, right? <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, I'm going to call them forward one at a time, and uh, I think we're going to start off with Hannah Hance. Come on, Hannah. Thank you. Okay, um, I'd like to start off today by praying. So, um, Father God, um, thank you for giving us the opportunity to share um, everything that we got to see on the mission trip. Um, please help us not to have nerves or um, to be nervous about me like, messing with the microphone and stuff. Um, just let us um, be able to share everything that we learned uh, to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, hi, I'm Hannah Hands. <laughs> um, so we already kind of did a summary, but um, every day we would go and we had, where's mom? Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so every day we would go to one or two different uh, mission organizations and we would volunteer. And um, so the two... You already got to see some of them in the video, sorry. Um, but the two main organizations that we volunteered with were the Children of Mind Youth Center and the Franciscan Monastery Garden Guild. <laughs> um, so the Children of Mind Youth Center was in Anacostia, which is one of the poorest areas in Washington, D.C. And, and during the year, it's an after-school program, but it's also like a summer camp um, during the summer. So uh, we just got to go and hang out with them and play basketball, paint, do tie-dye t-shirts. Um, and one of the main things that I got to do was uh, we did worship with them. We did different songs like uh, Waves of Mercy kind of stuff. Um, and we're going to be doing one of those songs later today, which is going to be fun. And you guys get to see all of the moves. And we... <laughs> And we also, uh, at the Garden Guild, it was a garden, but it was a really big garden. And so uh, it already said that we harvested 400 pounds of potatoes in one day, which was a lot. <laughs> um, but like as much as it was like a really incredible experience, like one of the best parts was just getting to do it with this group and getting to just grow closer as a community and getting to know each other. Um, especially going to the baseball game and goofing around on the uh, metro. <laughs> um, 
But one of the main things that God showed me this week is uh, just that uh, I can sing and I can play guitar, uh, and but worship isn't just about singing or talent or anything. It's about like bringing people together and bringing the Holy Spirit into it and like like everybody having an experience. And so as uh, I'm, I lead the youth worship team upstairs, so um, just bringing that upstairs and making it more about Jesus and less about me. Um, so yeah. Thanks, Hannah. All right, next up we have Aiden Seiler. Give it up for Aiden. Hi. Um, so this was my first time really going on a mission trip and going and doing stuff with the church. And it was just really cool to see how we went to somewhere where they don't have as much stuff as us. They don't have as much um, privilege as us. One of the things that we learned was in Anacostia, which is one of the poorer areas, is they only had one grocery store for every 40,000 people. And so that just makes us lucky because even though we hardly have 40,000 people here, we have several different options to go shop at. And we can go do things that we want to do. And over there, they don't really have the option to do that. And it was really cool to see that uh, the stuff we were doing actually went to a good cause. Like when we harvested the potatoes, the next day we were told where they went, how they were given out to people, and how we really got to go and actually help people. Thanks, Hayden. Next up we have Caroline Gibbs. Give it up for Caroline. Hi, I'm Caroline Gibbs, and I've been participating in the youth group for about 15 years now, but this is for, sorry, for about five years now, but this, <laughs> but this is the first mission trip that I've ever been on. I wanted to go on this trip because I thought it was a great opportunity to experience different things that we don't really see here in Greenville and hopefully help people while we were there. Two things that really stuck out to me while I were there both occurred at the Children of Mind summer camp. The leaders of that were Mr. Huey and Miss Wanda. I really saw God through Miss Wanda because every single time I would look at her, she was hugging kids and just loving on them. And I could tell she really loved the kids and was there for the right reason. But the highlight of my trip was meeting this little girl named Blue. The first day that I was there, she came up to me and said how pretty my eyes were and asked if we could be friends. And I just loved playing with her throughout the week. Every single time she came into camp, she had a smile on her face and she shared joy with the rest of her friends and with us. I'm really glad I went on this trip and would love to go again soon. All right, next up, uh, he is here with us, but he decided to do a video. Uh, so here is Braxton Fowler's video. So DC was fun. I had a, I had a good time. We went to, we, um, we did some potato harvesting, um, some work with some children. 
We um we went to the Nationals versus Braves game. We did um uh, weed pulling. We worked with um uh, elderly people. We did a lot of my my favorite part was was doing the potato harvesting and the um children of mine. And then I really just had uh, an amazing time there. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much, Braxton. Braxton, wave. Wave. There he is on the front row over here. All right, uh, next up we have Addison Parker and Mia Seiler. Give it up for them. Hi, my name is Mia. Um, I'll be a junior in high school. Okay. So as I was praying about what to say today, um, I just wrote down some things I felt like the Lord was calling me to talk about. Um, so the other day I was reading through 1 Peter 4, and verses 8 through 10 really stuck out to me. It says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. And so, like, something that stuck out to me is we all have different talents and abilities, and yet God has intended them for the same purpose, which is to give him glory and to serve other people. And so as we were in D.C., we saw people who were serving out of their love for the Lord, like the guy at the garden. He wasn't even Catholic, and he was serving at a monastery um, and just taking really good care of it. And then the leaders at Children of Mine were taking really good care of the children and making sure they had everything they need, like they cook them a meal so they can have meals when they go home. And so just seeing people who have found a need in their community and are actively trying to help it um, really shows their love for the Lord. So, yeah. Hi, I am Addison Parker, and I will be a junior this year also. Um, today, I would just like to share some of the lessons I learned um, with the highlights along with the trip. Um, the first thing I learned was the problems that we worry and stress about is really nothing compared to what others are dealing with. Um, we don't know what others have been through, so we should try to love them in every way possible um, and show them joy, even though they may not have it in their life. Um, we saw the highs and lows of a city, and we saw the need um, throughout all of D.C. Um, when we traveled to the lower parts of the town, um, it became clear that the struggles were difficult, um, and we often take for granted what um, we have and the necessities that come easily to us, and we um, are privileged because of that, and that we should try to um, give everything we have to try to help other people. And I had a really good time with the trip. Thank you. All right, uh, next up we have Mr. Paul Gibbs. Give it up for Paul. <clears throat> hey, by the way, I, I don't know if he's going to mention this, but this guy drove the whole trip. So it was great. Yeah. Thank you for your prayers for me driving. Um, <laughs> when we hit Rocky Mount, floodgates just dropped. When we hit Richmond, Every car in the United States was in front of us. <laughs> By about Wednesday, I was sitting back in a 15-passenger van dropping off all the kids, just cruising right around uptown D.C. 
really I was just driving because I couldn't find a parking spot and I felt comfortable parking a 15 passenger van in. <laughs> but I really do appreciate all of the, your prayers. Um, I think there's a lot of things that impacted me, but I'm trying to think of two things that can impact you. And one thing I can think of is um, when, when we were there at the monastery and digging those potatoes. And man, I'm thinking back when I was their age digging potatoes, it was terrible. <laughs> and they were all excited. This was a highlight of their event. And I'm like, you didn't really dig potatoes. Somehow we messed up here. But um, we had the monastery with the, the Catholic monastery. We had a, a Methodist garden guild leader. We had our Christ church team. There was another group from another church and two other churches. And I saw the unity of Christ there. And that really impacted me, and I think it can impact us, how we can come together and really do some good things for Jesus Christ in his name. And it's really good to see. And the second thing I want to encourage you with is these children over here, these youth. Man, they were a great encouragement to me. And that was one of the highlights of my week is to spend those five days with them. Um, one day we were... Um, doing an urban plunge uh, and we broke up into two groups and when we came back to the park I found out that the other group it was the girls uh, um, Mia and the girls had decided to buy some flowers and hand out to people sitting in the park just to brighten their day those little things mean a lot and I think it really meant a lot to them it meant, it meant a lot to me I'm like the heart of Christ was right there um, years ago when Christ Church first started, we met in the Boys and Girls Club, and I remember there was an ECU student, Allison, uh, and she came up and gave a testimony, and she said, uh, one of the things that really impacted me in my life was that every summer, every summer, my dad would take me on a missions trip, and uh, that was 24 years ago, and I remember saying, I want to do that, I want to be that dad, and, and so one thing that impacted me is I got to take Caroline on a mission trip. I've, Max and Michaela, we have gone on a mission trip together. So God has allowed me to fulfill that, that hope. So um, I just want to encourage you that there will be opportunities in the future. This will impact you far more than you impact the, the places. All, all the people that we impacted, um, the person that got impacted the most was Paul Gibbs. So thank you all. All right, and uh, next up, like I said, she is not here with us uh, due to a family vacation on a cruise, but uh, check out this video that Amelia Wimmer sent to us a week ago. Sorry I can't be with you all right now. I'm currently in Utah. Um, D.C. was, like, really eye-opening for me. Even traveling here, because of D.C., I can see issues in Las Vegas and Utah and Arizona that are present. And because of D.C., my heart is more open towards those places. And I'm so glad I was able to go on the missions trip. I met a lot of new people and got closer to the people that I did know. And so it was just an overall amazing experience. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, give it up for her one more time. Um, next up, we have Miss Wanda Phillips. Give it up for her. She's all the way in the back. <laughs> Here she comes. Some people want to keep clapping. It's like, this is awkward, Wanda. <laughs> anyway, here she is. Hi, I'm Wanda Phillips, um, Cole's mom. So I was the female, well, 
for this purpose. <laughs> um, I was the female chaperone, and um, I, everything has already been said, I think, but I need to just let you know that it was a wonderful experience for me to be able to get closer to the kids that Cole calls his friends um, and get to know all of them a little better. It was just a great experience to see how they grew, how the kids saw things, how they experienced the troubles that DC experiences, um, how their eyes were open to it and their hearts were open to it. And particularly the girls when we did the Urban Plunge, as Mr. Paul was talking about, um, they saw people on the street, um, their heart went out to them. And they thought, well, you know, while we're here in this grocery store, let's just do something nice for them. So they bought a bouquet of flowers and passed flowers out to the people that they saw on the street. And to see the joy in their faces, to experience the joy of the people that they were giving the flowers to. It was just amazing to see that, to see how they all grew and then how they talked about what they wanted to do when they came home. So everybody made a plan and thought about what they wanted to do when they came home to continue to spread the love. So it was a great experience for me and I'm very thankful for being able to, to go. Thanks, Wanda. Hey, uh, I, I will say just a little bit of information. You've heard Paul and Wanda both talk about an urban plunge. Now, this was not a thing where we just jumped into a pool, okay? Uh, that, that was not the urban plunge. The urban plunge is we split up into two teams, boys and girls, and uh, the, the task was to go to a grocery store, and um, you've heard about uh, Anacostia, um, where you know it's one of the poorer parts of D.C., um, and each group had to pretend they were a family of four or five. You know, one of the families might have had a baby in it. You know, the, there were scenarios. Um, so we had a certain budget uh, to kind of pretend shop for, okay? So I know Paul and I were just sent back and listening to the group of boys, you know, decide on what cheese to get, um, calories even, um, yeah, it, it was a time, but I think they, they grew a lot. You've heard some stories about the, the girls' group, but, uh, you know, it was great. And that was the urban plunge, so I just wanted to make that clear. All right, so the last group that we have, uh, we call them the three amigos all week. Uh, but it's uh, Cole Phillips, uh, Aiden Feld, and Noah Futrell. But uh, they're going to come up, so give it up for them. And uh, this should be very exciting. Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. So, um, yeah, the three amigos, we had a really good time in D.C. Uh, just getting to meet everyone in the group. Um, I really did not uh, know much people. I knew most people, but some people I just didn't know. And it was really awesome to see how they kind of, I kind of got to bond with them through the things we did in D.C. And so one of the things we did was, you know, go to Children of Mine and help them. But, you know, we you could just see, you know, we were uh, – different than them, we were older than them, and they just welcomed us so openly with open arms, and they just looked up to us, and I think that we can all do that in our lives too, you know, people are different than us, and we, we won't really, we're not the same as everyone, so if we just open, go up to them with open arms, and 
open eyes. We, they can really uh, feel loved and feel just the love of God that we have to give them. So, What's up? I'm Aiden. Hope y'all having a good day. Um, I got some high and lows of the trip. The high was definitely doing the urban plunge. Cole was like, would not stop arguing with me. He wanted to pick every cheese in the store. Um, the low was definitely the bus ride. We were also sore, and um, I really enjoyed going to Children's Amman. Uh, they didn't see the difference in us as we were older, and we were from a different. We had a different background and everything, different color. They didn't see that. They just saw that we were all the same. Um, yeah, I'm, I came closer with a lot of people, especially these two. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I want to go again, but... Um, my name's Cole. Um, I just wanted to say that this trip was very eye-opening to me and to these two right here. Um, I would say that the Urban Plunge was, I think it was one of the most eye-opening things that we did because it really made us realize how lucky we are to just go to a grocery store and get whatever we need and then go home. The people there, did they don't have that. They just can't do that. They have, you know, they have a budget and they have to plan out what they eat and stuff like that and they can't just go get whatever they want so I feel like that was very eye-opening to me and to y'all too. All right and uh, so I'm going to invite the entire group back on stage with us and uh, Hannah mentioned this uh, the first student that talked uh, how we're going to to go over a song um, that we did, especially at Children of Mine. We also did it when all three groups that were taking part in the CSM missions trip, uh, when we met on Tuesday night, we did it with them too. But uh, ho hopefully you enjoy it. So it's called You're My Neighbor. Turns and walks away. Get out of my face. Sunshine on a cloudy day. You're the rain that washed my blues away. You always count on you. Cause you're my neighbor. You're my friend. You're my beginning. You're my end. You're all around me when the world just turns and walks away. Get out of my face.
walks away. Get out of my face, it's sunshine on a cloudy day. You're the rain that washed my blues away. And I can always count on you, cause you're my neighbor, you're my friend. So, all right, um, man, I feel like I've done like five million things today, but it's all good uh, for the Lord. Uh, can I get an amen? Doing stuff for the Lord? All right. So, uh, hey, let's give it up for all of us, uh, all of them, really, that went on the trip. Um, it was very eye-opening. It, it was a great time. Uh, like they said, they, they knew what it was like to serve those in need, okay, serve those in need and get closer to each other and just... You know, see the ways that the Lord is working, not just here in Greenville, but all over the place. So, uh, but anyway, hopefully you enjoy that song, and uh, you're welcome for getting that melody or that song stuck in your head for the rest of the day. Uh, but uh, if any of y'all want to know the, the motions and the movements to that song, come see any of us that went on the trip, and you can be our partner, Okay. So uh, check us out, like, back in the lobby or after service is over. Hey, uh, I am preaching today, too. Don't worry. It's not your normal 35 to 40-minute sermon. Okay? So if anybody's uh, keeping a check on the time, I'm not going to keep you all day. Okay? All right. Um, but, uh, but you're my neighbor. You're my neighbor. Loving your neighbor. Your neighbor's literally in your neighborhood. Um, and really, anyone that is around you, that was the theme of CSM trips uh, this summer. In fact, turn to the person to your left and to the right and say, hey, neighbor. Did everybody do that? Let's do it again. Uh, one, two, three. All right. Hey, neighbor. All right. So uh, like I said, uh, we partnered with a ministry or an organization called CSM, and it stands for City Service Mission. And uh, they have four uh, locations in four cities uh, around the country. They are Los Angeles, California, Kansas City, Missouri, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and up in Washington, D.C. But, you know, throughout the last couple of months, uh, here at Christ Church, we have been in a series based off one of the books found in the Bible. And it's also one of the Apostle Paul's letters or epistles. And what's the name of it? Philippians. That's right. Uh, so today, like I said, I'm preaching and I have the privilege to wrap up uh, this series. So this morning we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 10. If anybody has a Bible and you want to go ahead and uh, turn to that, uh, now would be a good time. But uh, Philippians chapter 4, and uh, we're going to start in verse 10. Uh, but throughout the entire book, or this particular letter, and throughout the sermons that you've heard all summer long so far, uh, hopefully you have come to the conclusion uh, that the theme of Philippians is joy. Say joy. joy. All right, Philippians is of, often known as the epistle or the letter of joy, because although he was in prison while he was writing it, uh, the Apostle Paul had a joyful attitude. So what were some of the hardships or troubles of Paul's life? I mean, I just said that, where was he when he was writing this particular letter? 
He was in prison, that's right. Um, and also from this morning's passage that we'll read in a bit, uh, we'll see that Paul went hungry at times and that he was poor or he was in want. Uh, so what else was there? You know, throughout all Paul's letters that we can find in the New Testament, we can also read that Paul a few times had become shipwrecked. He became shipwrecked. So he had a lot of troubles in his life. I mean, Paul went through so much, but still found joy and was very joyous. Not just in the good times, but in the bad times, the rough times as well. All of his hardships, all of his troubles, Paul found it in himself to be joyful. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul is still very joyful as he is thanking the church in Philippi for their particular gifts. That's what I'm going to be talking about this morning. So the big idea for this particular week is gifts bring joy no matter the circumstance. Gifts bring joy no matter the circumstance. Let's read uh, Philippians 4, starting in verse 10, and we're going through 13. All right, this is what it says. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to, to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. First thing I want to look at this morning from this particular passage is uh, let's rejoice over concern. Let's rejoice over concern. Paul, to uh, start off this particular passage, he stated that he rejoiced at the thought of the church uh, there at Philippi thinking of him and having concern for him. The church there was familiar with all of his troubles, and they knew that it was hard for Paul at times to share the gospel and bring the gospel, the good news of Jesus, to those that needed it. How about us as a church? Do we have concern for others? What are some things that we as a church are concerned about? How about the mission field? I mean, we talked about D.C. and C.S.M. this morning. But a lot of people, when they think about the mission field, they think about, like, overseas. But even right here in Greenville, in Pitt County, this is the mission field. You know what I'm saying? Um, but how about places like Rwanda? Hey, is Jennifer Parker here this morning? Oh, she is right there. So she just got back this week from Rwanda. So uh, on the count of three, say, welcome back, Jennifer. One, two, three. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, so there's places like Rwanda. There's places like Togo, Central India, Indonesia. You know, we should have concern for these places where we have missionaries currently serving. I mean, like I said, right here in Pitt County, in Greenville, uh, we have the mission field. And uh, we have places that we serve here in Pitt County or that we help with. They are the Carolina Pregnancy Center. Uh, the youth group from time to time, even this coming Saturday, uh, we are going to a thing or a ministry called the 1209 Breakfast Ministry uh, where like maybe a group of 50 people or so will come in 
from the street and, and get a, a good breakfast. And we simply smile, make some sm small talk with them, and dish out breakfast as they come through the line. So we help with that particular ministry. We also have bridge foster care uh, that Christ Church helps out with and supports. And we have 86 Hunger that operates right here at our church building. But let's have concern for these ministries, these folks, these neighbors, if you will. Whether or not that you have the opportunities to show or share your concern, let's just be concerned. All right, like Paul, I'm sure that these ministries, they rejoice at the fact that we have concern for them and what they do for God's kingdom. Also, we need to be concerned about the church, the local church, here at Christ Church. Let's be concerned about that. Second thing this morning is uh, Paul talks about how he has learned to be content or happy no matter what the circumstances may be. He has learned to be happy or content no matter what the circumstances may be. Is this hard for you to do this personally sometimes? To be happy, to be content, no matter the, the situation, especially in tough times. Think about the hardships and the troubles that Paul himself went through. Think about all the hardships and the troubles that our missionaries, our brothers and sisters in Jesus, our neighbors experience overseas and even here in the States. They go through so much through the highs and through the lows, loving people and trying to lead others to Jesus Christ. I know it's got to be hard sometimes. Not every day, not every minute, I should say, is going to be good for us. I mean, you should all know that personally as an individual. But Paul, the Apostle Paul, gives us some encouragement there in verse 13. He says that he can do all things, say all things. Through God who gives him strength. And guess what? So can we. So can we. Raise your hand if you've heard that passage before. All right. Uh, when you find yourself in troubling times or circumstances, along with our missionaries and every single neighbor and person here on the face of the planet, remember to cast, as it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, cast all your anxiety or your troubles on God because he cares for you. And my friends, like Paul gives us the encouragement, he will give us strength. He will give us strength. Let's read the majority of what's left in our passage this morning in Paul's letter to the church there in Philippi. Uh, Philippians 4, starting in verse 14 through 20. It says, Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Ephroditus the gifts that you have sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ. 
To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. From this particular passage, this morning I want to share with you that it's okay to share your troubles. It's okay to share your troubles. How will people be able to help you or pray for you if, you don't, if they don't know what's going on in your life? Okay? Paul, in his letters, he didn't hold anything back. He wrote to the church in Philippi and to all the other churches that he wrote to, and he shared with them about what his troubles were. We talked a lot about these troubles earlier in, the, in this sermon today. But what are the troubles of the various missions that we, Christ Church, support? What are some of their troubles? You've heard some of D.C.'s troubles this morning. You know, this is our third trip that we have taken uh, to a CSM city. But specifically there in D.C., you've heard some of their troubles this morning, where there's crime, there's poverty, there's hunger, there's one grocery store for 40,000 people. Can you imagine that? There's elderly that can't take care of their homes or their yards. And there's kids that need positive role models and influence, activities even, in neighborhoods that are bad and rough. How about other missions? You know, there's money troubles. There's money troubles. Some of these missions that we, Christ Church, support, they have staffing issues. Lack of resources. Some of the countries around the world struggle to have Bibles printed in their own language. There's diseases, there's sicknesses, and that list goes on and on and on. And we all know that the devil himself is doing all that he can to cause conflict in anything that's godly and anything that is ministry-related. Let's think of, talk about Christ church. Let's think about us. We have troubles. We have troubles right here at the church. We're all the time looking for people to serve and to volunteer. You know, we're talking about gifts some this morning, but God has given you gifts called talents, things that you're good at. Think about what you're good at. Think about those gifts that God has given you. And I want you to think about serving if you're not already in various ministries that we have here at the church. You know, you can talk to Denise about serving in children's ministry from grade five all the way down. You can talk uh, to me about helping out with youth ministry in middle school and high school uh, ages. You know, Cruz needs help with worship ministry, either here on stage or back there in the booth. Cruz needs some help. We have adult ministries where, you know, we, we look for people to lead small groups or classes and, and that sort of thing. You can talk to me about, you know, helping out with our bus ministry. Right now we have, you know, five individuals or couples uh, that go out on Sunday mornings and, and simply take our church bus and pick up people that need rides that don't have rides on Sunday morning. And like I said earlier, we also have 86 Hunger. You can get it with Michael Murphy about that particular ministry, about helping kids out that are hungry, that need food. 
There's so many areas and ministries that you can help out with here at Christ Church. So let me ask you the question, are you? Are you currently serving? You know, many of these ministries are struggling to find volunteers. So I'm asking you this morning, can you help? Can you help? Another trouble that we have here at Christ Church is, you know, financially speaking. Finances. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. You know, a few weeks uh, ago, Michael Pittman, one of our church's elders, uh, came forward after our Sunday morning service, and he addressed the congregation, um, telling y'all that we were behind on the year-to-date budget. Now, I'm telling you this morning that we were behind thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Michael also shared this because of this. We, the staff and the elders, have put a spending freeze on all things new. Things that have not been planned out already across the ministry board. So this, you know, this affects all of our ministries, the ones that I just talked about not too long ago. And this is a trouble for us. I know the economy and times are just hard right now for many of us, for a lot of people, but especially comes, you know, when it comes to the finances. But I'm telling you, this, trouble, this is a trouble that the church finds itself in. We would love to lift the spending freeze, but right now, we just can't. You know, I was talking with the church's office manager. Her name is Brooke uh, this past week, and she was talking about how in her family, it's something, it's a discipline to go ahead and set aside a tenth of what they earn and what they make for the church. So do you do this as an individual or as a family? You know, God instructs us to give at least 10% of what we earn, what we make, back to the church. I think if we all did this, if we practiced this discipline like we should, we would be doing a lot better as a church with this trouble that we find ourselves having. So you have heard a lot about troubles. It's okay to share your troubles with others. So that others can pray for you, pray for us, and that they can simply give. They can give. Last thing we're going to look at this morning is whatever you choose to give, whether it's financially or through talents or serving, your gifts are pleasing to God. Your gifts are pleasing to God. In verse 18, Paul says that he has received full payment, talking financially, And has more than enough from the church there in Philippi. He says, I am amply supplied now that I have received from Ephroditus the gifts that you have sent. They are a fragrant offering and acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Don't you and I want to please God? Do you? You know, besides obeying his commands, giving to him both financially and through serving, this pleases God. This pleases God too. So now what? That's the question this morning. Now what? What or how are you going to give? You have heard of ministries, missions, the church. You've heard all these things this morning. 
You have neighbors, you have brothers and sisters in Christ that are in need. You have heard of troubles even here at Christ Church. But this morning, what are you being called to do? How will you personally give? How will you give? Remember this morning, we need to be concerned. Let's be concerned because Paul said that he rejoiced over the concern that the church in Philippi had for him. Be content, be happy no matter what the situation is, and give in the way that the Lord leads you to give. Because gifts, whether it's financially or serving, gifts bring joy no matter the circumstance. Let's pray. God, we love you. Um, We just thank you so much for the words of Paul in Philippians 4. God, I just pray that this message, these words that you have given me to speak to this congregation this morning, is really sticking to us right now. We are thinking about ways that we can give, whether it's through our finances, whether it's through our abilities, or our gifts, or talents, God, that you have given us. God, I pray that this morning, even before we leave the church, that maybe, God, that we are making a decision right now of how to give more. God, we, um, we just thank you for... <clears throat> Our church, all the churches here in America and throughout this world that are striving to build your kingdom and bring others closer to you. Just let us keep these words this morning, God, on our hearts, on our minds. I pray this in your name. Amen.